got a jumper with a neck on it. Necky like, jumper. That's the problem. Damn it. That's that's our audio issue tonight, Ben. <laughs> So Grumpy Gamers, you're here with me, Pete, and tonight only one other, Ben. Yeah, only me, only me. But only you. We're about 50% down on the grumpiness, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say, Eddie? Yeah, I'd say so, because he he brings a lot of the grumpy energy. I he think. brings a lot of the rage. Yeah. The yeah. unbridled, angry rage, which may be what's made him so early can't actually join us tonight. But yeah, <laughs> I, I was up last week, wasn't I? And you I were. saw Eddie weekend and so it's only fitting that he's now ill i suppose maybe yeah, that's you, my... you made him ill yeah yeah, yeah. you made him ill yeah that's right. that's what i heard as well you infected him it's good yeah. that you're coming up to visit me this weekend isn't it that's that's yeah. a great situation so, so, uh, it'll be me and eddie next week um <laughs> yeah. it might just be you you've already had it you'll be the only one fully recovered <laughs> yeah. that's right mine did last for about two weeks so yeah. uh, look it's just me Telling you the news, what I've been playing, and then sacking <laughs> off the feature next week. <laughs> <laughs> ben, just two hours of screaming into the void. That's what I see that as for you. That's what yeah. you've got there. That's so right. Yeah. But even without Eddie, we're obviously uh, not, ab- not abandoning our format. So first up will be the news, and then the new releases, and a bit of what we've been playing. And our feature this week is um, all about uh, studio acquisitions, as Netflix has at last joined in. As they as they promised to do, so yeah, they have. Well, they have, and uh, and Sony have have had a big one this week as well. So we had that mm. new story about um, it's probably about a month ago we talked about Netflix, didn't we? So yeah, yeah, that's it. So, and and it's where's well, it's happened. So mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, there were rumours from last year though, but yeah. yeah, that it's 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 actually happened. So anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's that's for the end. Um, before then, just to kick off the news, I thought I'd mention the fact that Worlds kicks off tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so for those who don't know, Worlds is the biggest and longest, I'm pretty sure it's the longest, a month, uh, le- longest League of Legends tournament in the year. And it's the cap off of their whole year for everything. So 22 of the best league teams will be facing off to take home the Summoner's Cup. Um, think of it like their Champions League, basically. Yeah, I, 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 I fucking love League of Legends tournaments. I think they're so cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I, really, I genuinely they, do. They get really into it, don't they? And the crowds are always pretty wild for it. Yeah, so. the crowds are all in. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that I'd love to go and see one year. I know Eddie would as well. I'd love mm. to go and uh, go to one of those tournaments. But I feel like I, I, I'm not a League of Legends player. And mm. I never have been. I, I I kind of understand the basics of MOBAs and I'll, I can watch League of Legends be played. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I need to probably know a little bit more about the teams themselves because I love I love going in and supporting particular yeah, teams. You've got to go full tribal, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to get into it. Pick one team and stick with them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then when they crash out in the groups, you change to someone else for the for the knockouts. Oh, yeah. Or immediately flip. Immediately. <laughs> or walk out furious, but probably not going to do the latter. So it, yeah, yeah. If it's a one off trip to it, I think you're sticking around and picking someone else. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so it will be interesting to see with the crowds this year because it's actually had to move uh, a very late moment and is now taking place in Reykjavik. 
Um, it was originally in China, but thanks to COVID-19 and a few other things, they've moved them across. Um, and actually, after all that, Ben, they're saying there's no fans in attendance. Oh, I mean, it's probably right that there's no fans in attendance because they've moved, <laughs> because they've moved it so far away from the original location. Yeah. I mean, anybody who was ever planning isn't is not going to that, are they? <laughs> yeah, very um, true. But I, I know China would is the kind of spiritual home of these types of games, aren't they? But mm. but Scandinavia is is almost like a close second these days, isn't it? I mean, China and Korea are, are huge for these yeah. types of games, but but uh, in terms of the European base. Scandinavia is the type of region, isn't it? That these games are massive. Scandinavia and Germany, um, and then obviously the US is the other massive one. Oh yeah, 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 worldwide. So yeah, I think it is very much Scandinavia that lead the way with a lot of the the teams. Um, I mean, it will be interesting to see actually with no fans. That's yeah, something I considered. I I wonder what the platform is like to what for watching online because that's obviously going to be bigger and better than ever this year. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it's in Iceland is, can only be good for us if we wanted to watch it. Yeah, it's not too um, far away on the time zone. But it's going to be much better than if it were in the US or or China, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I might might look into this then. Might check it out. Yeah, and one actual one other thing I wondered about. Um, the situation, particularly because they moved it out of China, is do you remember a little while ago, China brought in a law saying that people under 18 could only play computer games for like three hours a week? Oh, I d- yes, yes, I did do remember yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm wondering, that's got to have a significant impact on games like League of Legends, because that's one of the ones they'll be playing. Uh, we wondered at the time, didn't we, how, mm. they, got, how they were going to police that or something. Yeah, because surely you just use a parent's account. Like, yes. Surely. Or, or, you, or if you're a savvy kid then you're setting up multiple accounts or something like that yeah very true very true but, uh yeah uh yeah who, who knows because um like I say china and, and korea these uh that region is huge for this game so yeah if china are impacted by a video game law then yeah who knows mm-hmm. how that will affect them in the future yeah yeah very true um so yeah that kicks off tomorrow if anyone does want to check it out obviously it's on all the online um platforms so is that is that wednesday wednesday the fifth can we say tomorrow it's tuesday the fifth ben it's monday the fourth oh yeah so it is (laughs) so it doesn't kick off tomorrow it kicks off yesterday if you're listening to this pod (laughs) yes my god okay right that's when you're doing this one (laughs) yeah yeah that's 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 what i'm trying to get behind here but um Uh, tournament probably is over over a number of days i imagine it's it's literally a month long it's going for a while. <laughs> 22 of the best teams. So, yeah. Month long. Yes, indeed. That first day doesn't really matter. So, uh, yeah. Good stuff. Oh, man, that's fantastic. I love it. Love it. Um, yeah. Anyway, the other news I had brought this week is that FIFA 22 has sold 35% less physical copies than FIFA 21 sold at launch. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the reaction I had as well. So, this is the... Uh, UK launch sales for physical copies are down 35%. And while obviously it came in at number one, as you'd expect, it's still a, a significant downturn and continues a downward trend that was going on in FIFA 21, which was something like 40% less than FIFA 20. Now, obviously, this doesn't mean it's underperforming um, uh, because the sales figures don't take into account digital sales of the game. And obviously, more players are going to buy the digital version these days than the physical. And last year, they did um, a lot more than the physical. So 
I just thought it was, it's an interesting thing in the trend. And I thought you'd be particularly interested in this. Bit. Well, see, 35%, um, it's year on year is dramatic because yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have imagined digital sales would go up by by that percentage. Um, mm. However, of all the types of games uh, where which you might buy physically, yeah, FIFA probably isn't that one. Um, yeah, because those who buy it, play FIFA or buy it day one are usually those that they're definitely keeping the game for the year. Mm. Um, so they're not going to trade it in and also there there's not as much sentimentality around as the game it's hard to be sentimental about a yearly release yes exactly (laughs) so so i can imagine it being a game that has a larger proportion of digital sales to physical sales so Mm. just because it's down 35 percent it may not be that large because of their total sales, the physical sales may have been of a, a much smaller proportion than general games anyway. Let's say mm. general games are 50-50. I don't know if they are, but let's just say it's 50-50. FIFA may have been 70-30 digital anyway. So yeah. to go down 30% isn't that isn't as dramatic as you think. Yeah, that's um, only actually 10% overall, ex- isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That, that's what I'm trying to get at. So, yeah, it's... Uh, so, it, pro- it probably, like you say, isn't an indication of a downturn of anything. But but then again, like, there's less buzz about a, f- a new FIFA game coming out these mm. days, isn't there? Well, that's, I think probably because the last year has gone past so quickly thanks to pandemic. Um, you know, like, people are probably still not bored of the other game, really. I think um, the people who play uh, FIFA a lot are obviously for Ultimate Team mm. guys. Yeah. And... The one thing that they that they do with Ultimate Team is uh, with the previous game before, well before the new one comes out, is they stop supporting it. So they yeah. stop putting new icon cards out and things like that, which mm. means that people very, if you're all into FIFA, yeah, and you're all into those brand new cards and getting the new Declan Rice 96 rated Euro card or whatever <laughs> it is, you know, I think li- literally, I think that's what they release these like players and then they just give them insane stats and whatever but they'd stop doing that and so yeah. there's nothing more to play for um and so they are encouraging the, the new one coming in but it's um obviously it's still gonna be doing great you know if, yeah yeah but i have i have n- literally no interest in buying fifa <laughs> yeah. No. yeah fair enough and i mean the other thing i thought you'd find interesting in here ben by the way is that 41 percent of those sales were ps4 yeah. Only 23% were PS5. Okay. Interest yeah. me for, for two reasons. Um, like, one, 64% of the sales are on PlayStation, which is a bit interesting for me. But two, it really shows they're not getting the PS5 out quickly enough, doesn't it? So 64B, 64% being on PlayStation, I thought it would be a lot more than that. So really? that's well because there's just a lot more PlayStations than Xboxes. So mm. let's just say Xbox Ones there were 55 million or something. Yeah. PlayStations there were like 117 million PlayStation mm. 4s. Um, now you imagine the PlayStation 5 uh, owners that have bought them had a PlayStation 4, so it's kind of cannibalizing that audience. Um, yeah. And probably the same with the Xbox with the new Xboxes. So you're still probably up against 55 million against 117, and mm. to be 64 percent then. I mean, yeah, you're a third. Uh, yeah, it's you're a third on two thirds, aren't you? So 
Ask yeah, fair. well, may, maybe that maybe that is maybe that's about right then. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe that maybe that is. She bang on what you think. Um, but it's um, I I think I know you say that the, it shows that they're not getting the, the PlayStation Five out quick enough, but mm. that's quite twenty three percent being half 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 of the PS4 sales. Like there are so many more PS4s. So yeah, but- actually that's fairly decent isn't it how long's the ps5 been out then yes true the ps5 has been out the best part of a year isn't it yeah uh, this is what i mean you'd surely on previous generations by this point games were having more on the new version than the old version yeah but don't, surely and don't forget that audience like i said 170 million odd ps4s and yeah yeah what what we probably on now like 15 million ps5s or something am i off the mark let's there? go arbitrary with that i think that's yeah good, yeah. yeah so let, if you if you say that and even if you're cannibalizing that audience you're still 15 million against 90 mm. you know roughly speaking so 23 percent compared to the 41 percent still pr- pretty <laughs> I, I think i think you're actually getting quite a high proportion of your ps5 now i think what this actually says Pete, is that there, there aren't that many games for people to be buying on the ps5 True. So they're dipping more into FIFA because I think that percentage of twenty three percent on the PS five compared to the forty one percent on the PS four is is higher than I'd expect. So okay. so I, I actually think it's probably evidence that people were just clambering to buy the big releases. Like and when I say there are aren't games on the PS five, I don't I don't actually mean that. I what I what I mean is AAA massive experiences because this this year i mean we can say it's a good year for i actually think it's quite a good year for gaming i've really i've enjoyed it there's always something for me to buy and play but Mm. it's getting more and more indie to double a titles isn't it like really taking center stage i mean the games that i've played recently that i've really enjoyed the game that i'm going to be talking about in our our, what we've been playing it's not a triple a game yeah like uh, the triple a game so where's your god of wars where's your last of us then they're not there this year Mm. um so get games like fifa on the ps5 probably do get more of a look in i suppose yeah yeah now not to not to derail all the figures from earlier but i'm pretty sure this is all based on the uk so i don't think there's 117 million ps4s here but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's extrapolate let's it take well. point for argument's sake yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> well we can actually yeah i mean you're right actually if you if we go down that uh go down that path i mean america make up a lot of those ps4s and they're not buying fifa are they yeah or are they i don't know i don't know whether fifa does great numbers in america or not i don't think it does yeah i can I only assume i can only assume it doesn't do as well as the likes of madden etc but yeah. uh i'm sure it does okay oh for sure so what anyway anyway what have you got first well the first thing i wanted to kind of mention um just just as a quick one is that a lot of people the switch oled comes out this week and we're going to talk about that in the new releases yeah. um a lot of it a lot of them have been turning up early for people um nice. if you follow any kind of youtube gaming uh content creators on well, on youtube then you will have seen that a lot of them have got uh the switch oled early and have been putting up reviews they they've been arriving up to two weeks early and that's pretty much only in america i think exclusively from what i can see okay um, but but yeah it's uh it's a thing they're out in the wild and people are really enjoying it so We'll talk about it more in the new releases, but I just thought it was a an interesting one to to bring up because that never it, imagine like the PS5 or something, or even the uh, the PS4 Slim or something like being out in the wild two weeks before release. Just seems yeah, uh, just seems a bit mental, doesn't it? Um, Absolutely. 
But uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about was that Sony seemed to be adding a pretty good feature into their PS5 games, their digital PS5 games. So we've talked many times about Steam having this uh, two-hour trial period um, where you can just get a refund and stuff like that. But what Sony have added in to two games so far is okay. a, a trial feature. So these games are Death Stranding Director's Cut and mm. Sackboy. Um, both both the PS so this is only exclusive to PS5 and the PS version the PS5 versions of those games. But yeah. you can play six hours of Death Stranding and five hours of Sackboy in in the trial before having to buy the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there's a catch. Uh, the catch is that the timer on this starts as soon as you click that download button. Oh, which to what? me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's fucking mental. So if you got, <laughs> if you, one, if you've got slow internet, then you're penalised. Uh, <laughs> and two, it means you have to have time immediately available to play the trial. Mm. It doesn't, like, time you in the game or whatever. But you have to block out six hours, basically. Yeah, yeah I know, which, which is fucking mental. Um, so it, it doesn't doesn't seem great from that perspective. But, however, there there's two things to that I can say for this maybe Sony make get some feedback to say that that's not a good way of doing it because if they want to give someone a trial mm. they surely want to standardize the length of that trial so they don't if they want to give you a trial of a game they're doing it because they want to encourage you to play the game now the mere fact that the one is six hours and one is five hours the developer has obviously had some input to say actually to get a good feel for this game and we reckon to get to the point where somebody would want to buy this game it's mm. going to be x number of hours yeah. Now, if you're then timing it from that point of clicking download, everyone's different because everyone's yeah. got different internet connections and all that kind of stuff. So, and also, you're everyone. Not everyone's got five or six hours to block out. So, yeah. So, if if you want to give it the best possible chance, you want to be able to standardize it. So, hopefully, Sony will actually work on this and and they'll come up with some way of timing it in game or whatever. But in the meantime, that I did see on Eurogamer. Uh, quite a good workaround for this situation. Um, so they said uh, it's the trials are tied to the uh, each account on your PS5. Okay. So make a new account with the same <laughs> region as your main account. Yeah. Uh, click trial and download the game. Mm. Then after you downloaded the game, go back to your main account. The game has already been downloaded, and then click trial, and then you've got the full six hours to play. Of course, or five hours. Yeah. yeah, all five hours. Now, it's only on these two games, unfortunately, at the moment, but it does show that things are moving in the right direction. Uh, these games are both exclusives to the PlayStation, so maybe it may just be for Sony exclusives coming up. But I uh, I, li- I like the sound of this. It, it sounds, I mean, it, it sounds like an excellent idea, which they, I can only imagine they have serious limitations on their end. So this is why yeah. they've got this this is why they've designed it in this way because nobody in their right mind would design yeah it, surely I mean, it's, I mean how long is death stranding for reference been uh 35 to 40 hours okay right so it's cut maybe 50 who knows yeah and they're giving you six hours of that yep. minus download time yeah so yeah. for reference uh and the Eurogamer article they said i don't know the size of the download but it said that he, he said he could start playing after two hours, but it was a full download after three. So of that six hours, you're probably looking at three to four hours possible playtime with a good internet connection. 
Yeah. Uh, I was kind of, I was kind of wondering if they were meant to be if they were trying to give you three hours in each of them, and that's how long they figured the download would take. But surely there's a better way. Oh, of, there must be yes. But there, there, there's spaghetti code or something in their way, isn't there? Like. But I can only imagine. Uh, now that's a good point because that's why Sackboy probably fewer hours mm. because it's a smaller download. But yeah, I mean, it's it, this doesn't seem like an exact science to any. <laughs> no. and, and if I were a developer, I'd be like, well, the average average gamer will get to a certain stage at this time, and I want them to see that boss. Yeah. You know, it's like that. That's the conversation that you think would be happening, but it's it's yeah. not a scientific method right now. No, it's really not. Surely you just make a demo version. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a demo, a demo version which has carryover. But that's essentially what this is. It's just that they're calling it trial, and and it's on a weird timer. But yeah. yeah, well, it's 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 a really great idea by them, and it's terribly executed. So let's uh, let's see how that goes in the future. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But there, there were were some other news stories this week, but um, mm. nothing was really concrete. Some things came out of Tokyo Game Show um, about Konami and um, them potentially bring back the old IPs and working on a new Metal Gear Solid um, and Silent Hill and things like that. But nothing is confirmed. It's all a bit up in the air. And I know we are usually big f- fans of talking about things that, oh, pure speculation. that, that yeah. are pure speculation. But all of this seems a bit, um, I don't know, just... It's it, too far out there for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, and it, and it's all translated and it's just, I just don't, I don't, I don't want to get involved, Pete. So um, I, I can see that. There's nothing. There's nothing concrete yet. So as soon as as soon as there's something a bit more tangible, I think we'll we'll bring it to the news. But uh, not this time. Not this time. Okay. Well, I think in that case, it's time to move on to new releases. Yeah. Let's do that. So obviously, uh, new releases is meant to be Eddie's job. So thanks, Eddie. You left us with that one. You well, he, well, he had it for one week. And, 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 and then and we're then he, so ill because of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is that's what it. happens when you make Eddie work. Yeah. Is, that's that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah immediately finds an excuse so instead i've had a look at them um which means that there was a there was a cull yeah i know so that. I, like that. I like that yeah i mean i'm kind of sad i didn't cull a few more but i'll discuss why in a moment so <laughs> the first one we have on the list here is the art of rally which is coming to ps5 and ps4 on october the 6th so this is a stylized experience inspired by the golden era of rally from the creator of Absolute Drift. Uh, race across a colourful and stylized world of environments in a top-down view. And you, I think it's been on Game Pass for a month already, by the way. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I have played it. Yeah, fantastic. How was it? It's fine. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's very stylized. Uh, it's an arcade kind of uh, time, time trial racer. Mm. Um, it's fine. It held me for a couple of hours and I never went back. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not surprised from what I'd seen. It does look pretty. Yes, uh, it does. Yeah, it yeah, mm. yeah. I actually played this one on the handheld One X player mm. um, just to just to see how it would handle it. So, yeah, it's 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 nice, but I it's definitely a Game Pass game for me. It's not. Uh, I wouldn't really want to be dropping fifteen twenty quid on it. I reckon. Fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely wouldn't myself because it's a racing game, but fair. Um, it's, it's not even a racing game, Pete, because it's just <laughs> you on the track. Oh, my God. Um, and, and then all it is is you you create a time and mm. then and you can rewind as stuff, I think, 
when you do it if you make errors depending on your difficulty and stuff and then at the end it tells you where you ranked in this like make-believe time trial oh thing. wow and then you get given a gold silver or a bronze after a number of races or i didn't we've yeah. we've we've already talked too much about this we have yeah. we have let's move Art, let's Art move after rally if you're interested um so next game is age of darkness final stand which is coming to pc on the 7th of october and i'm kind of sad eddie's not here because this really looks like eddie's type of game it looks good doesn't me. it it does it does so it's described as a dark fantasy survival rts where you must illuminate build and defend humanity's last bastion against the hordes of nightmares and apparently you can also go out and attack you don't have to defend but it's very much starts out like that um but i mean the art looks interesting it's got it gave me um sort of vibes i'm not of diablo what's the other one dungeon keeper dungeon keeper the mm. one i always mix up with the original uh, even though they're completely different it gave me an updated version of that sort of feel yeah i thought graphically it looked really nice yeah i thought it looked um, really good and i mean it's 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 like a dark fantasy version of age of empires right pretty much yeah you're uh it's a survival base builder like that's the whole point um it's definitely like a like a very evil version of age of empires so yeah i mean i I imagine eddie will absolutely love that in five or ten years time when he buys it for two pounds yeah um yeah he's gonna love it the uh obviously as well this week the probably the biggest game here far cry six yep i was just watching somebody play that before um before we were recording actually really because yeah i I think have you not seen the whole game already yeah i think we we all all, i think we all have i think we all have (laughs) but there's a couple of live stream um from streamers that have got the game early there's a couple of um uh like open where they're just roaming the open world and not doing the story just showing you a bit of what's going on okay Uh, that's going on right now you can catch them on youtube somewhere but yeah you're right we've we've seen so much of this game haven't we yeah i mean it does look good it does, but I've seen too much of it to be as interested as I was. I, I'm, I'm about as far away from interested as you can be. Like oh, I, wow. I, one, I don't think the game looks that great graphically. Do you not? No. Okay. The more we saw of it, the worse. It, the more it looked like a last gen game, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was nothing new. Like I'm not saying it looks bad by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying it. it the graphics aren't a reason for me to go near it um and and secondly like i'm not really interested in the setting and everything wow see that's kind of the setting is the thing that pulls me towards it and obviously giancarlo esposito um but mostly it's that return to the tropical settings of far cry that made me interested in it in the first yeah i can understand that but i i've got no like nostalgia for for far cry 2 3 kind of stuff shameful yeah. everyone should have nostalgia for far cry 3 everyone even if you never mm. played it but i take your, i take your point i take your point if you haven't moved on from far cry 6 already it's out on october the 7th um now the next one is called the Lightbringer, and i really wish i'd called it if i'm honest but... i was gonna say i really love the look of this game <laughs> thought you might but no it's described as a poetic adventure puzzle platformer with light combat elements so yeah i mean what what made you want to what made you like the look of this ben this looks like a this looks like a um 2d zelda clone to me 
Uh, it looks great. There's a demo on Steam, so you can try it out on, on Steam in, in demo form. It's coming to Switch, which will be the perfect platform for it. For me, when I saw the uh, trailer for it, it definitely looked like it was Zelda puzzle elements. And even at times, almost like a slower Mario, three uh, like 3D world kind of Mario. So, yeah. I see, I, where, I see where you're coming from with that. I, I think for me, I was I'd expect something more these days. It just it looks like a game that should have come out 15, 20 years ago. It doesn't look. Um, what's that game that um, recently came out where you were the like was, was it a, not a sparrow a, a crow? Um, the indie game that did very well. Oh God! Where you were like a reaper of souls. Uh, oh God! There'll be, there'll be people out there going, "Oh, it's that game, and it's the best game of the year." <laughs> it's the one that I returned on Steam. Yeah. Oh, um, Death Store, Death Store. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry to everyone that played Death Store and thinks it's the game of the year. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, no offense to the game. Uh, but it's it, it, this doesn't. It's not like that in terms of combat and stuff like that. But it's got that kind of feel to it. It's got a, It's a bit more lighthearted than that. Um, definitely, definitely the 2D Zelda vibe for me. Mm. I, thought it, I thought it looked good. So interesting. Are you going to purchase it then? No, there's too many good games out right now. <laughs> so it looks Way good, but many. not good enough for someone who throws well, their money at gaming. No, it might it might be good enough to get on the uh, watch list on on the Switch though. Mm. Um, if that came down to a uh, on a good Switch sale, I think uh, that could be one to watch. Personally, uh, you know, it might not be world beating, but it could be a nice six, seven out of ten, and you might have a lovely time with it. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. That's, I mean, big statements. What was what was the other one earlier? Art of Rally, you said was fine. You're, yeah, fine. you're really overselling these games. I love it. Fine. Uh, <laughs> now, the next one that I should have culled is Moonglow Bay, which comes out on PC, Xbox on October the 7th. Mm-hmm. And this one, I don't think even you can defend, Ben. It is a relaxing slice of life fishing RPG. Of course, you're going to love it. Yeah, really yeah. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say this sounds right up my street. Um, I think it's probably the only game from the list that I didn't fully look into. I'm looking into it right now, Pete, and it looks wonderful. Yeah. I thought you would say so. I thought you would. I mean, I should add in, it's not only is it that relaxing slice of life fishing RPG. It's driven by an emotional story and diverse characters in a Fantastic. rich and dynamic world. Oh. Doesn't that sound like your game? That sounds. That sounds like I've made the game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's also blocky, ugly, Minecrafty style art. Oh, beautiful. So, wow. It's not ugly. Come on. It's just not your style. <coughs> it's not it's your style. But not it, my style. It, it, yeah, it's, um, it looks a bit like uh, The Tourist, in a way. Uh, that kind of art style for those listening. Um, definitely yeah. should have called it. Could have called it. Should have called it, yeah. Yeah, should have done. One I, one I definitely could not have called, however, is no. Metroid Dreads. No, you cannot. And and to be honest, it it hurt me a bit inside when you said the biggest game of the week was Far Cry. Yeah, I mean, um, I see your point. Metroid Dread's only on Switch, though. It is. Um, and and Far Cry will sell more copies than yeah. Metroid Dread. I mean, Metroid. Um, actually, when you look down the years, uh, yeah. it was never a huge seller. Um, especially in Japan, it never really did that well. So. It's interesting to see how well this one does. Um, hopefully it sells several million 
in terms of copies. I think no doubt it will do very well straight away because oh, the fans, God, yeah. fans of the series will buy it up in droves. It's more about the legacy of mm. this and how many it will sell over a year, two years, three years that I'm I'm interested in because it will obviously be a top seller to start with. I I this is my most anticipated game of the year. Yeah, uh, it's it for me. It's the one I've been looking forward to the most. It's the it's the big one. I cannot wait for it. And it's the only game this year that I've actually considered buying the limited edition version. Oh, of the wow. game. Um, well, I suppose it is a collector's this one, isn't it? This is yes, one you could yeah. collect. And, and yeah. it does come with it in a good pack, actually. Mm. The, the pack that it comes in is I mean, it's it's 80 quid rather than 50 quid. Um, but it's um, it's it's in my mind, it's borderline worth it. And I never say that about <laughs> Um, collector's editions like because it's just nonsense but I, I quite want it for metroid and just need to decide whether i want it enough when i walk in the store on friday yeah of course but that'll yeah be the, that'll be the challenge yeah but it does look great I, this is the one i'd be most interested in had i got a switch um i think it's looked fantastic throughout so yes it, it, i think it really ha- they've shown it off um i what i think they've done with the marketing I think they've done an excellent job. I mean, all the Nintendo Directs that have happened, uh, the E3 one, like they've just given enough, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and also at E3, they, at the Nintendo Treehouse, they did a full playthrough. Like they, the developers talking about it and they're playing it for like 40 minutes. Mm. So people could actually see it being played. And then not only that, the previews, that they timed the previews fantastically last week um, where they let what seemed like every games magazine and um youtuber in the world got to play bloody metroid dread um <laughs> and i think they probably played like an hour hour and a half of it and everyone like universally loved loved it um, yeah i'm i'm not surprised honestly i think yeah i'm guessing you're a day one i'm day one um mm. i will be talking about it next week uh and i am really really hoping that it actually gets into that conversation of game of the year because uh, there, there is that possibility if it really does nail it. Is this your way of trying to force me and Eddie to buy a Switch? Um, like, I, oh, sorry, my game of the year is only on Switch, guys. You yeah, the, thing, the thing is, guys, <laughs> you're just showing yourself up by not having a Switch. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely don't think I am. But speaking of the Switch, on the very same day as Metroid De- Dread, Metroid Dead, Jesus, uh, Metroid Dread, October the 8th, the OLED model comes out. Yes, and as we as we said in America, some people have been getting this early, but yeah. this is almost like the Metroid Dread system because the predominant color of the OLED model is white. Mm. Um, that's the 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 headline primary switch is now OLED model is now that white, and and you can buy it in the original switch colors as well. But that's kind of the the one that people have been buying when the white one sold out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know. Pre-orders in the UK for this, you can still go on Very and get one. Um, and I did check Smith's earlier, and they expect stock to be in store on the 8th. So it's actually looking like if you wanted to go in and buy one, you could buy one. And it's getting awful dangerous in my mind because when I walk, You're gonna buy walk one, aren't you? when I walk into Smith's on Friday, I'm going to have a choice about whether I just pick up Metroid or I get an OLED as well because I've seen so I've seen um, Wood from Beat 'Em Ups. He did his review of the OLED and he just couldn't say enough. He was comparing the like it just the screen difference is only 0.8 of an inch, I think, but that it's, it seems substantial. 
um the, yeah. the, the increase in size not only that the the brightness of the oled screen uh that they can't speak highly and he was he was saying that he genuinely believes that the upgrade is worth it now old switches are probably in the uk going second and you can probably get rid of it for about 200 pounds so mm. you're talking you're talking 100 just about 100 pounds for the upgrade is it is it worth it i oh, i don't know i i i am very very tempted if this is if this is presented I look forward to your review yeah if this is in front of me on friday i don't know if i'm going to be able to hold back it's going to be in front of you and i look forward to you reviewing metroid dread on the new switch next what week. i'll what i'll do is i'll play this game with myself and i'll say look if it's on the shelf you buy it if it's not you don't you're buying one and then when it's not on the shelf i'll ask somebody where is it uh, they got any <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how can i possibly get hold of one yes today i need it today if it's not today it's not happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> has to be now yes now or never now or never <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> Yeah, but that is also October the 8th. Um, and along with that, we have Tetris Effect yeah, coming sure. to Switch. Yeah, on the 8th as well. I mean, that's surely going to get lost in the mind. But um, yeah, yeah the, the thing is, Tetris Effect made its name on PlayStation and PlayStation VR. And I think it was on Oculus as well. But it really made its name in VR. Uh, yeah. I think... I think as as Tetris games go, this is up there for one of the best um, on the Switch already is Tetris 99. So I'm sure there are many, many Tetris fans who play that religiously. And so this game will be big for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically it's Tetris, but just with backgrounds and cool environments. and. Yeah, it's just jazzed up Tetris, isn't it? It's, it's jazzed up Tetris. That's I mean, the... Tetris didn't need much else, to be fair. It's a pretty yeah. great game. But when you put it with backgrounds and music and stuff and it and it does pop. But in VR, I think it's supposed to be properly good. I haven't played it, but it seems to be properly good. V- I mean, I really hope you're viewing it from below in VR. Just... <laughs> <laughs> ah! Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. Um, that's the way they should do it if they don't. But that's the way they should do it. Um, but other than that, we also have Book of Travels, which is coming to PC on the 11th of October. Um, so this one... I'm quite interested in, in a way, except for one fact, which is that it goes down as massively multiplayer. So it's a, I mean, the description they give is ready your pack, grab your walking stick and step into a world of mystery and legend. Craft a unique character and immerse yourself in an enchanted land of the braided shore. So the reason I know of this game personally is because it came up as one of those that will be relevant to you if you played Valheim. All right. Okay. Why that? Well, because it's sort of indie adventure, roam off on your own. Okay. Um, that's why I think they've put it down as that on Steam. But the art style is very Studio Ghibli-esque again. Uh, I know I've used that on something else before. And it does look really good, but it's just the fact that it's an MMO. The the art style seems like almost watercolour, doesn't it? It does a bit, yeah. There is very much a watercolour element to it. Yeah, how how is this game MMO? How how does that work? We don't want. This is, I assume we have only, no idea, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's only an early release, by the way, um, or early access release even. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how it's going to pan out or how exactly it's going to work, but it's it's an interesting one. I mean, it even puts on on the Steam page. It's got that it's a unique social role playing experience. Okay. So I've got. But every image or piece of footage I've seen is one figure. 
So it's like, well, I don't know how you interact then. Like, I know nothing about this. I, I'd, but, I'd be interested to see what the Steam reviews do with this one. Exactly, exactly. I think this is one to keep an eye on and potentially yeah. come back to. Um, so. But that is coming out at the end of this week. It's exactly a week from today, so five days from when you hear this recording, probably. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's right, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then, actually, this is a bloody good week for games, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, because we have Back for Blood. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's next week. We've just stolen it. We've just stolen it. But that's Back for that's Blood fine. is out on the 12th. Well, yeah, it's it's stolen because it's less than a week from the time of the release of the podcast. My God, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way we do it. That's the way we do it, Pete. Right. So on the 12th of October, we have Back for Blood. Yeah. Um, but that's on, that's on PC, PS... Uh, uh, ps5 xbox well so it, yeah it's on playstation and xbox but it's on game pass which is the important thing uh yeah. for, for those of us who have an xbox um day one it will be on game pass and this is the uh well this is basically the sequel for to left for dead isn't it yeah it's by the same people um it's it's like a carbon copy but just modernized um there's been a few betas over the last few months which i have watched i haven't participated in um and People generally like it. Uh, during the week, uh, Kirk suggested that uh, Eddie and myself join him to play, and, <laughs> and then Pete said, "Why? Why not me?" Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a four-player game. <laughs> exactly. I was there. Like, there's only four of us in the chat. Like, come on. <laughs> but like, at least um, direct it unspecifically. That's just rude. But yeah, um, no, it's one of those. I can understand as well because he he did genuinely think I wouldn't be interested in it. Um, yeah. But actually, I kind of am. And it probably won't last as long as you guys do for me, but well, definitely interested in trying it out. Well, I, I am very interested in trying it out because of the game that I've been playing this week, which we'll talk about soon. Um, yeah. And yeah, that might uh, set the flavour for, for this type of game that and why you would be interested in, I reckon. Pete. Yeah, well, the other bit as well is it's Game Pass. Yes, of course. Download, play. Like exactly. Not, much not. more in, much more interested in taking a punt on a zombie game if uh, if it's one I don't have to pay for. Because oh, yeah, you don't like the overplayed zombie. No, not at so. all. That's the only bit about it I don't like. It's a significant factor, but still. Um, at least they give them weird names in this in the franchise. Um, but as well as that, we also have Disco Elysium, the final cut. Which, by the way, I feel like we mention as often as GTA Five gets released. Like, mm, yeah. Yeah, How many little... times has this game come out this year? <laughs> I, I think only once, but we've talked about it in like uh, every single direct or presentation. My or whatever. God, we do. Don't... Yeah, I mean, I know you love the game and I know it is a really good game, but it does feel like this game's been in the new releases every week. But it's finally coming to Xbox <laughs> and to Switch. Um, I was just interested in how this pan out on Switch, to be honest. Like, And I really hope it runs very well on the Switch. Because if yeah. it does, I think that's a perfect place to have it. I think uh, that the off one off-putting part about this game when it originally came out was that it was on PC. So you had to sit at your PC or on your laptop and play this game where I'd love to play it on the Switch. I really, really would because of the way it's controlled and stuff. I would just much rather be playing it on on the switch um but the uh i mean it's it's also a game to me that says in a year's time it, it has p potential game pass like yeah. that i i could see it doing very well there um 
So that's what what's the space on that one. But um, yeah, finally, finally comes out. The final cut version of Disco Elysium is the one with everything is voice acted, full voice yes. acted in the whole game, which is incredible. Yeah, that um, is an awesome touch. Yeah. So definitely worth it, especially if you haven't played it yet. I suppose this was an incredible game. Um, speaking of incredible games, by the way, and sadly the Switch, the Ori collection is coming to the Switch on October the 12th as well. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, I love that. I think it's both of those games are fantastic. Everyone should play them if they can. And the Switch feels like a really good place to play them for me. Um, I think, I think the controls so will lend themselves to it. I think so too. I, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I I played more of the first one than the second one, um, but I like them. I appreciate those games. I think um, it's not one that I like to play on the TV. Mm. I I think it. I think that is a seriously good home on the Switch. Now, yeah. but just just to be clear, you can buy those games individually on the Switch already. Yeah. Um, I think this is just coming out in in a in kind oh, of a it's just the package deal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You you can those games are on the Switch. Yeah. Okay, fair you, enough. Well, that I, makes it less impressive, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, anyway, it's coming out. So. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Uh, that's kind of spoiled it a bit for me there. But yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Been there for a while, but don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> uh, we'll end on a down note with the uh, with the new releases then. Good, good. That's exactly <laughs> how we want to do that. Thanks, Ben. Um, so on to what we've been playing. Right. Well, I've been playing Aliens Fireteam Elite. Mm, yes. Um, so I've, I've actually God. been playing it for a couple of weeks, uh, and this is the game that I uh, try. <laughs> I didn't think anybody would be interested in playing with me on this, and I really <laughs> wanted to play it. So I asked. A number of people, including Eddie and, and Kirk and, uh, and, and Jack and all these people. And I was like, uh, and then, but then people took too much time getting back to me. So anyway, I'm playing on PlayStation. The key thing about but, this game. But, hold on, hold on. When you say too much time, how long was it exactly? Mm, several days, several days. I mean, Eddie I, I, responded immediately and say. Yes, yes he yes. would play. And then you ignored that. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. the others didn't. I mean, Jack took days, I think, to get back. So. <laughs> But didn't, the, didn't follow up though, did you? Didn't follow up. No, 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 obviously no, not. Okay. No, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, because I've all, I already had a confirmed team coming through on the PlayStation. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but you you can't crossplay. That's that's the annoying thing about this game. Like you can't <sighs> have Xbox and PlayStation playing or PC or whatever playing on the same mm. on the same game. So you've got to um you've got to have all of your friends playing on the same console. Yeah, a little annoying. If if you can hear anything in my background, it is just the rain is just really coming in hard. Um, Absolutely hammering, isn't it? You can, <laughs> you can definitely hear it. I this hope is, everyone else can. <laughs> this is the good good old British weather coming in. Yeah. We're so, settling in for winter now. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, uh, but yes, uh, it came out on the twenty third of August, so it's been out a little bit of time. But I I have been playing it on and off for the last couple of weeks, and it because you can't just gun it because you're playing it by yourself uh mm. i i i've kind of appreciated it more uh yeah. because you're dipping in with with your like people that you're playing with um th- this has a very simple premise this this game um it's obviously set in the aliens kind of universe and you're it, the story doesn't really matter we haven't really okay. been following the story it's just it's mission based um they're there are four different kind of areas or environments and there are three missions in each of those areas. Mm. So there's 12 overall. Um, and you, you participate in a mission where there's three of you. Um, and if you haven't got three of you, they can be filled by bots. So if you play single player, right. you can have two bots on you or play with two, you have one bot. 
Um, and there are different classes that you can choose to be. Yeah. Each with different abilities. Uh, and you start a mission. If you complete the mission, you can move on to the next one. And if you fail it, you have to go all the way back to the start of the mission. These missions vary in size, can go up to about 45, 45 minutes. Yeah, I remember you saying about this. That sounded nightmarish. It Right, so it would be. Mm. But playing this game in co-op is so much better than single player. Because, you know, in single player, you get... You'd get furious if you die yeah. right at the end. We've di- we've died right at the end, and you know when you're kind of at the the last stand bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've died right at the end, and not once have we gone, oh fuck, this is shit. We've gone, and we've laughed, and we've gone, oh shit, it's so close. You still get your XP and stuff like that. So you you've got so many different things to level up. You've got your you've got like your character. You've got your class that levels up. Uh, your guns as well and th- like every everything levels up and you can you can stick different attachments on the guns to improvement you can buy different attachments you and th- it's just th- they've given you quite a lot to to keep to do back yeah and mm. your individual character when you level up the class it unlocks um rather than set ability points or perks it it has this kind of like skill tree, which is it's almost like um, little nodes that connect and you can rearrange the different perks yeah. in different ways to maximize the the perks that you want connected to different skills and stuff like that. And as you level up the character, more of those become open. So okay. you, you have more you have more perks that can be given to your character. It's just it makes you have some kind of affinity with what you've got going on. Like, oh, I've got that new shotgun. Oh, that's cool. That's wicked. If I attach this, these, these incendiary rounds to it, like that's going to be great. Let's try that one out and stuff like that. And, and not only that, when you're the missions, you, there's difficulties to each mission. You can also put challenge cards in there, which mm. you can, which can increase the difficulty of a- aliens or what the, the, the different things like that and then you can get more experience points um you don't level up that quickly so you do have to put in the time yeah um but it seems slow enough uh it's slow enough that you've got to play for a long time but it's fast enough to make you feel like you are getting progression now what i would say about this game is it's brutally difficult okay um and that's what makes it really really appealing the the downside is playing it single player i think you wouldn't be able to do it so you haven't played any single player at all i take it no because it's it's the one game mode and it is this game is totally designed to be a multiplayer game now you can you can match with people online so you Mm -hmm. can do that um but what i would say is if you're not prepared to play with other people online um and i probably speak to them because that's probably necessary uh it's not it, I wouldn't recommend it for single player at all. What to, for two reasons? One, because I think it's brutally difficult, and yeah. you can take the difficulty down and stuff. I think, but uh, and but two, because it would seem very repetitive, yeah. and you would give up when you m- fail a mission multiple times. Yeah, so, definitely. But but we've had it so that we probably beat a mission seventy percent of the time, <laughs> but we do fail missions, and that's what makes it good. Yes, yeah, and what fun. One reason for that does it does each mission feel like one long encounter? Yes. Okay. So in a team, does. that doesn't feel so bad, does it? It, it right. basically you go. Essentially, it's like a dungeon game where yeah. you 
you go from area to area and then in each area like and then in every couple of areas there'll be more ammo there'll be more health packs there'll be more uh there will also be like um sentry guns and stuff like that you play and so you get to areas where it's like right okay once we trigger that thing Mm. there's gonna be hordes and hordes so you set up all these sentry guns over there you actually you actually position things out and like right okay i'll put i'll do my special ability down there so that'll that'll help us in that situation like it's it it gets quite tactical um and the way and the uh enemy um variety is is really good like they're all aliens but the different types of aliens you get the absolute fucking bastard big ones that (laughs) like yeah fantastic there's um it's just the the ai is very very good like the enemy ai is is good they overrun you they come out they'll take down your sentries they'll they seem to like they seem to work together uh <laughs> and they seem to genuinely have good ai and we're not playing we're playing on normal difficulty um yeah. and it, wow. it's it's tough like uh, i've heard people just like just flat out just giving up when trying to do the top difficulty and just go fuck this news. like it's just it's just ridiculous but it is incredibly repetitive but when you're playing with your mates that doesn't matter you signed up for the same thing yeah so and and it, the environments um like as i said there's four different kind of different environments where they'll introduce new uh new uh it's not just aliens there's like some uh there's some uh, like robotic people kind of thing that are okay. going after you as well. And, and the enemies will fight those robots as well. So you let them fight it out sometimes to, to take the numbers down, then you pile in and it's, mm-hmm. there's just a, it just becomes quite tactical. It's very repetitive, but that is not a negative when you're playing with your mates and you've all signed up for this basically double a budget game. Yeah. Like I felt like I was always going to love this game. Cause I love aliens mm-hmm. and an and alien. Like it's, I love that setting, and we were playing Predator the week before just to kind of g ourselves yeah, you were, up. Yeah, weren't you? Um, <laughs> and so I was always going to really love this, yeah. <laughs> and and it and it has not disappointed at all. Like it's uh, it's it's just an easy play. You don't need to worry about the story. You don't need to worry. You do, it's just atmosphere, and it's just just excellent, good fun. And yeah. I, I don't see it as a grind at all, even though it is a grind game. Like it is a <laughs> that is exactly it. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, how long is the game? Um, so we have been playing. Where are we at? We we are over halfway through. Okay, we're about, we're about two thirds of the way through, and I'd say we've probably been playing for uh, eight to ten hours. Okay, eight to ten hours over a couple of weeks isn't too bad. No, okay, because so, yeah. you only play in short sessions. Well, it might yeah. be yeah, ten hours, let's say, mm, mm. Uh, maybe more. I don't know. I don't think it is because yeah. we've we've maybe we've done five sessions. Yeah, but say it's a fourteen-hour game is what I'm thinking. Like well, that's I would what say that, about. but but also this game is designed to be played over and over again to max out classes and get uh-huh. like, to add, and and at the end you unlock a horde mode. Now, <laughs> nice. I, I, I have heard that like uh where people because the game is basically it's a horde mode game like that's what the whole thing is but um you unlock a horde mode at the end it's uh it's so i don't know what that adds to it but it it might do um but then it might be beating high scores and stuff but if you're the type of person that likes to max out something if you like to beat high scores if you're willing to go online with other people to play with them as well um Mm. 
I, I would recommend this game as uh, as an easy play, but I, I mean it's hard. But it's it, you don't need to think too much about what you're doing. It's all yeah. very intuitive, um, and you don't need to follow the story at all. Yeah, just, and I'm, just, just crack on. I'm wondering, is there no versus mode on the Horizon? Like, no, no, I, no I PvP. I, I can't imagine there ever would be because it that that's that's the other thing about this game. Like that's what for me makes it better. Mm. that it is just you against the environments and it's you against the aliens and it's just, and you're in your team yeah. uh, and and it, i've even found the bots to be quite helpful uh actually yeah. in terms of healing you and stuff like that like they're not they're not really bad the bots aren't really bad but they're okay. just not as good as you need they're a, just not human yeah you need a human to go like okay i'll pick up this pack you yeah. pick up that pack oh you you don't do that you do that like the healing is so important it's yeah. so important to tactically heal mm-hmm. um so yeah but I, yeah. I am i am really really enjoying it it's just it's something that we will absolutely like it's just hard to arrange uh when you when you're like when you're grown-ass men it's hard to arrange like a night where you play all the time isn't it so yeah very true very so true it's, it's, it's hard to do that so um but when when we can we we play this we fucking love it it's great stuff excellent yeah i am surprised there's not a versus mode not like uh not like halo or call of duty versus mode i mean like trying to compete for objectives with the aliens hunting all of you is what i was thinking that that could be interesting the, the thing is though this is a double a game and it was a bunch yeah. of titles. it came out for what did i buy it for like 30 quid or something mm-hmm. uh, i think it's 35 on steam as right I yeah that makes sense yeah. um so it, i can't imagine it being like uber supported if you know what i mean yeah. um yeah. It is what it is. Enjoy what it is. Uh, if you if you like that type of thing, and 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 that, I, but I I can I can tell what you, I can see what you're saying. Um, yeah, that, that would just, be interesting. Especially if they're looking for replay value, and the multiplayer scene is where it's at. That's just something I'd have thought of. But yeah, you're right. It's a double A game, and you're loving it as it is. That's probably the thing to take from it. Yeah, absolutely. Not, um, not the roadmap I'm suggesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. So, from, I mean, for me this week, I actually got back into Crusader Kings 3, which I realized I haven't really played in almost a year. And the reason it came back to mind was because of the announcement in June that it's coming to Xbox, obviously. Um, and while it hasn't come out there yet, that is still on the horizon. And I think it's probably related to the success the console version of Stellaris had had. So if anyone was unaware that, one, Stellaris has a console version, it does. And two, that Crusader Kings 3 is coming to Xbox. I thought I'd I'd mention that to start with. But it's also been, um, I've been going back to sort of the original way of playing it. So zero mods and playing in Iron Man mode, which Eddie would recognize from things like RimWorld as commitment mode. It's the, um, the version where achievements are actually enabled, but you can't change your faction. You can't do anything. You just have to play it out. And what? no mods work oh so it's just it's just the base game is what you're saying so the base game normally has iron mode iron man mode off because what you can what the game likes to advertise you doing is if something goes wrong or if you just go oh i wish i'd been this guy you can change to anyone in the world you can change to any any count uh duke king emperor you you want you just change yeah in the middle of it so if you died you could actually switch to someone else uh, if your oh, whole it, family died off, you could have switched to another one. Is it because Whereas, it's supposed to view it as more as the world and how it's progressing? 
Yeah, that's one of that's one of the big ways. But obviously, Iron Man mode is there. Like, this is how you should play when you get good. This is what you should be doing. So you can't save. You can't reload saves. Right. Um, it's similar to legendary uh, difficulty in the Total War games. In that respect, you only have the auto save, which only triggers I think once a year or when you log off, basically. So yeah, it's it's much more restrictive. And the reason I dived back in as well is because I remembered some of the biggest targets the game sets you and how difficult they are. Um, so the one I've gone for in this one is Unifying Italy, which you wouldn't think sounds that difficult, but the Italy they mean actually includes like Croatia and Serbia and all the islands. So you're actually having to take on a lot of the biggest fish in the game. And you actually start out as a vassal of the Holy Roman Empire, which means you've got to get three of them as well. And it's actually been insanely fun and a reiteration of just how much I enjoyed it a year ago. Um, the the amount of variables going on in this game at any moment is just mad. And the fact they've managed to find a balancing system for that, I find really impressive. Like, I think I mentioned before about the fact that you can take up like 15 different lifestyles and they all work very differently. So you can be a, a seduction-based uh, espionage-type character, or you can be a torturer in that same school, or you can be a diplomat or a merchant or out-and-out -out warrior, etc. There's tons of them. And I think there's three different versions of the warlike house. And it all also gets changed by the traits you decide to choose for your family. So as you go through generations, you build up points towards... Uh, family-related traits, and you can change them as you go on, and that will really change how you play as well. And obviously, the way you do it in Crusader Kings, as everyone knows, is massive inbreeding program to create uber, uber people. That's what everyone ends up doing. They don't mean to, but they do. Um, <laughs> literally, for some reason, that's the way you get the best traits over time. You have to go through a little phase where they all get inbred and they're useless, really? and then, then they come out the other side with like beautiful, genius, Heraclean, oh, um, really? quick okay. breeders. But you will occasionally then still have the odd cousin who's a hunchback um, inbred creature. Uh, right. okay. It's it's, okay. it's just it's just the only way. I've tried doing it so many times without inbreeding, and you just don't get there because no one else manages to get more than one trait, and you need to get like two people with three those three traits, and then you'll have guaranteed ones in your children. So it's really difficult unless you just inbreed all the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. It's, it is really fun, and it's reminded me that I'm about halfway through this. So I've taken all of the Italian peninsula, and I've finally got the vassals under control after, like, 15 civil wars, brutal civil wars, one of which ended up with, at the peace feast, my king got poisoned by the guy he'd been fighting and defeated. Like, that was savage. Um, not seen that before. Wasn't happy about it. So, there, so there are new things that you're not seeing previously oh, still? Oh, there's, there's so many, yeah. And, I, I mean... Obviously, my meta game, I tend to go for what I think is the strongest. So I, I diversified a bit this time and it's made it really interesting. Like having a torturer was very amusing. That sounds weird, but it was very amusing playing a torturer character for a bit. He died. Right. He died very quickly as well, but he was just frail. That was the inbreeding kicking in. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was these stretch targets that I liked. So I'm, I'm fighting Byzantium to try and take this area. And they're the strongest people in the world at the moment so that's been a really good challenge and it's made me realize that when i do this i'm going to have i'm an emperor and i'll have seven kings underneath and one of the hardest achievements to get in the game is called dynasty of many crowns and it's being a family that has 10 independent kings 
And I've realized I'm going to be 70% of the way to that, 80% if you include the Kingdom of Jerusalem, who's from my family, um, just by disbanding the empire the moment I finish off unifying Italy, it will become eight separate kingdoms again. So, yeah, I just, I, I'm constantly staggered by how many things there are to do in this game to make it completely different each time you do it. Um, it's not even, there's four layers to the map which show you like the counties, the duchies, the kingdoms and the empires. But there's other ones that are unlocked by decisions in random small countries. So if you play as one of the what three counts in Switzerland in one of the starts, like no one recommends you play it. You have to load into the game and then pick one of them. It doesn't come up on the main menu. Um, they have a decision to form the Swiss Confederation and like, go that way. And it's just everything seems to have been really well detailed to give you that many options. Um, do you think this game will be harder to push over to console than Stellaris? No, I'd be very surprised if it is. They're both. I mean, I did not think Stellaris would work on console, but the Reddit community for it has been huge with a bunch of people buying it on console and getting really into it. So clearly it's got to work. And I can't see Crusader Kings being more difficult than Stellaris to get onto here. If only because it's only had two or three DLC, whereas Stellaris has got 14 or something. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's it's really it was just there for a reminder for everyone that this is coming to console. So if you're not lucky enough to have a PC that can play it, you'll soon be able to play it anyway. And I assume that's coming to I know it will obviously come to Xbox, but I assume it will come to PlayStation as well. So. Stellaris is on PlayStation as well. It is, yeah. It is. Yeah. And I actually think it'll be coming to Game Pass, Ben, when it does come, because you've got to remember it's on PC Game Pass. So ah, I'd right, be yeah. very, very surprised if this doesn't come up on Xbox Game Pass. Well, Stellaris <laughs> used to be Stellaris used to be on Game Pass, and then it got dropped, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did. Well, well um, dropped is a strong word. It, it, it left webs. It left Game Pass. It, it left, yeah. And I think their model makes it difficult because obviously you want to own the game if you're going to get the DLCs. They aren't going to include all of the DLC in Game Pass. So Crusader Kings is an easier bet right now because there's only a few where Stellaris, like, more than 50% of the game content is from DLCs now. But you can um, buy the DLCs when you've got it on Game Pass and they'll work with it. Yes, but then yeah. if they ever took it off Game Pass, you'd then just you have a bunch of DLC and we'd yes. have to spend 40 quid to be able to play them again. Very true, very true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but when it's on Game Pass and you know it's leaving, you get a discount on buying the game. Perfect. So that is what, that's, how, that's how they do it. So they've thought of everything, haven't they? Like they have they've got it covered yeah absolutely it's almost it's almost like they're good at this isn't it i think they are actually Starting <laughs> to think they are. Yeah. <laughs> now i was going to say i wonder what eddie's been playing but i'm actually going to guarantee he's playing something right now I yeah bet I, you he is, don't you I, I bet he's playing the game that he's playing last week because he's still all into that one what was that called again uh em- emprion emprion galactic survival that's it Emporium. um Oh, but no, he's actually showing us offline on Steam. So Christ, he must be ill. He's either really ill or he's being distracted by something. Wow, he is. <laughs> I reckon. Eddie's uh, dead. Eddie's dead, guys. It, take, it takes a it takes a lot for Eddie to not show up. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, it does. Mm. Not like me. Not like I'm gone with a breath of wind. Like. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't want to say Pete, but I kind of inferred it. Implied. Yeah, you you massively inferred it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. With that said, shall we uh, shall we move on to the feature? Yes, because this is basically our news for the week. Is we just 
pushed it into here, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, I think it had to be, though, because for one thing, as you said at the beginning, it branches into two stories. And then there's further, there's more going on behind that. And I know we've discussed it before, but I think Netflix kicking into this industry or kicking into this realm of the industry is a big step for them. Um, so this, by the way, was obviously brought about by the fact that they've purchased Night School Studio, who, for anyone who doesn't know, are the studio behind Oxenfree. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, Oxenfree, great game, really well regarded. And what was it, two months ago, we heard that Netflix were coming into this, into mobile gaming, most likely. And then they go in with, with that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, great studio. And I say great mm-hmm. studio off the back of of Oxenfree and that Oxenfree 2 is coming out. Yeah. Now, just so we don't have people panicking out there, Oxenfree 2 will still be coming out to consoles and Switch and everything as ours was planned. They also yeah. made After Party, which is another great game, which was yeah. day which was day day one Game Pass, but it was similar to Oxenfree, but um, basically just uh, it was kind of like you went on a um, pub crawl in hell to out drink the devil. Yes. Um, anyway, good game. I, I played it. It was very, very good. Yeah, um, I think we saw the demo of that at Res, didn't we? I think we After did. Yeah. Yeah, well. we, yeah. Yes, we did because I was very excited uh, to see it um, because I I loved Oxenfree. I knew this mm. one was coming out. We saw it at Res. Um, I then think it got delayed and then came to Day One Game Pass, which was which was great. Oh, it got delayed on Switch. The Switch version of After Party got delayed because I was gonna choose to buy it on switch rather than play it on game uh, game pass that's how much i okay i i, I loved uh loved oxen free to for that one but um the, these games though i do think these types of game, it does strike me as a studio that would very easily translate to mobile gaming well so this is something because they've already done ios games like oxen free has mobile versions and they did something called mr robot i think all right all right. Um, back in the like same sort of time as Oxenfree, which was for mobile phone. So, and I think they've had another one since as well, but I can't remember the name. Um, that were phone games. So it may well be that they're looking to go mobile to begin with. But you'd think they're surely aiming a bit higher with a studio like this. Well, I don't know because um, what you do get, I, I did see, see see something this week that said that Apple. Mm. had made more money through games um in the last year than sony or or holy xbox really but, but that but the difference being that everybody in the world has a mobile yeah yeah of course. and that it's a it, whereas you you don't obviously have to have a console you choose to have it you choose to buy it blah 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 but i i did i didn't know we're not going to fact check that, but I I think that uh, <laughs> I did I did read it I did read it pure speculation um, again pure yes. speculation. But um, on that basis, to get a good narrative um, studio and a, a studio that really can write a good narrative that is sharp and it's pacey and they actually have the the know how to make something that looks great as well when yeah. when when at that kind of almost budget graphic range you know what i mean um <laughs> yes. it, you know oxenfree wasn't going to set the world alight with how it looked but it you know they didn't even have proper faces but mm-hmm. that's not it was the it was the it, it was the conversation it was the actors and actresses the deliveries all of everything that came together for it um exactly, yeah. 
that really does work in the mobile market. And I know what you're saying. That can then branch out to console. Primarily, though, they could be buying this studio to really enhance that mobile market, like to actually bring some credibility to to some of these uh, to some mo- mobile gaming mm. uh, narrative driven mobile gaming. But again, I don't know if that genre is particularly large in the mobile community because yeah. you know when you're on a train or something you're not playing that are you you'd be playing candy crush i don't know what does anybody <laughs> play? play it's like a farming thing or something oh yeah he does I, I forget what it's called i don't pay much attention to that one. Oh, he was talking uh, to me about it the other day actually uh what, was it? <laughs> oh, what is it called oh bloody hell. yeah he, he, he still plays hey something heyday 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 that's it he plays it every day professional podcasting yeah yeah he does he loves really? that game and I know, I know, my housemate sits around and plays a Viking mobile game a lot of the time. Does he? So yeah, so and there's plenty of them, aren't there? There's endless supplies of mobile games for every different niche, really. So it's um maybe that is the way they're looking to go. And they did obviously it was stressed by the way that it will be any game they develop is no ads and no in-app purchases, which in mobile gaming actually is a big deal. I would say yes, very. But big that's deal. that's standard Netflix. So. You've got to think that's why they're saying it. Um, is yeah, this will be mobile gaming without that. Which, yeah, which which may set it apart from other games, um, mm-hmm. and then they may be the niche. Um, also, it might help them develop something on through Netflix through their actual platform exactly. and have gaming on TV. You know, uh, just just spitballing. They could um, they could definitely bring out a controller that hooks up to your Wi-Fi. Yeah, um, and then you can play uh, streaming games through the netflix service because there's one thing that netflix absolutely rip everyone apart like they, they are the yes. best in the business for and that is getting 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 no matter what internet you've got yeah getting something to work in a decent Straight quality away. like yeah. the streaming is wonderful like they they're mm. they're they just have it nailed better than any other service i know online oh, they God, yeah. they just nail it and Imagine if they could translate that to streaming games. You know, if you you have look at like so Stadia, we always said this when Stadia came out. Mm. If Netflix had done that, they they wouldn't they would have smashed it. Yeah, you're not going to see the buffering issues, are you? Like it's just not going to be a, a thing. Um, no, it, and uh, they'll, they'll find a way. Um, and maybe it would be over certain internet speeds and all that. Of course, it would be. Um, but. But I think they do a better job. They've got a bigger platform for it. They've got every all that infrastructure is already built. And I know yeah. Google are Google, mm-hmm. but but Netflix are that they they do it, but just in a different. They they already kind of do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and also not only that, they understand the the model of like a Game Pass model. Mm-hmm. They understand that already. Oh God, gotcha. yeah. They're one of the best at that as well like whereas <laughs> whereas google went in there and said yeah oh no no you still have to buy the game for 40 quid you just yeah. stream it what yeah what, what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. we're trying to make extra money on top that's uh that's the way they went but i mean the other bit by the way i did love about this news story when it broke was the fact that the night school team described it as a surreal honor um which feels like damning with faint praise slightly to me <laughs> yeah I, I mean if you're a developer there yeah. I don't know whether you'd be excited or you'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I mean, I think it leads us in nicely because compared to being bought by someone like, say, Sony, yes. would it leave you going, 
ah, or is it just that it's that step into the unknown because you're going with the first game studio bought by a TV streaming service? Like, yes, exactly. Mm, yeah, but we could we are yeah we could be forgotten about now. Yeah, exactly. This could go horribly wrong. Like, but then again, they could also be the first ones on the train or something that goes fantastically right. Um. But I think it's it's probably a good time to bring in the fact that another purchase went down, didn't it? Yeah, it's a good juxtaposition, this, because Sony purchased, uh, made the announcement of purchasing Bluepoint yeah. this week. So Bluepoint, for those people that don't know, are the developers behind the remake of Demon's Souls. Mm-hmm. And they also did the remake slash remaster, I think remake, we'll call it, of, uh, Shadow, of Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah um they they are renowned for making these exceptional remasters and remakes um and not only that i think blue point has something crazy like 150 developers uh which is insane like that increase to playstation studios now getting getting more people in is is just is crazy the the blue point team have confirmed that they will be making new content as well um now i read that as a new ip but i don't think they said new new ip i think they said new content and word on the street is actually there could be something to do with bloodborne now okay i i don't i don't that that that's what i've been hearing tonight could all be bollocks now let's not forget from soft obviously make bloodborne from soft made demon souls as well Mm. um but if though now uh, Bloodborne was on PS4, it, it probably it's often talked about in terms of getting a 60 frames a second version out there, um, maybe a little touch up on the graphics. People have even talked about a remake. I don't think it really needs any of that. I think it just needs the 60 frames a second. I think that's what people are kind of universally agreeing and a PC port as well. Um, okay. But that that's and Sony are now pushing games more into their PC realm with Horizon Zero Dawn coming over to PC and what was it, God of War yeah. or something is going to be coming to PC, uh, Uncharted is coming to PC. Now, you could be looking at Bloodborne getting a PC port through that. Um, yeah, finally. you really could. Um, so that would be a big deal. Now, that, that, that is word on the street that Bloodborne's involved in one of their projects, but who knows where that's going to take it. But, but Sony, so the the thing that uh, when you think Microsoft at the moment, you think they're buying studios, don't you? You think yes. they're buying studios and studios and studios. Mm. Um, when you think Sony, do you think that? Not so. Well, you didn't. Not so. No. Much. Yeah. But but let but but let me tell you, <laughs> this year in, in this last year alone, Sony have bought five studios, and that that's that that is a combined developer count of 500 new developers they've, they've got in <laughs> within their acquisitions right. um they got housemark the returnal developer after yeah. after returnal came out they they bought housemark they just bought bluepoint uh fire fire spirit is that what fire sprite fire, oh, fire sprite and fabric and yes. nixers so what's cool <laughs> they they do the ps uh, they're doing the pc ports of the uh the playstation games currently to pc oh, these yeah. uncharted games and stuff like that they so they they've they've heavily invested in the last year into mm. these um into these studios and we we think microsoft are the ones doing this but 
I, I, I do think that in the last year, their reaction to Game Pass has not been to do a Game Pass model. They've gone, we should buy some studios because we need to we need to crack onto this exclusivity stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that that is a lot of people to bring in. It's huge. To bring together. Yeah, that it, is. It's a very significant change. Now, do we know how many are at Bethesda, by the way? We uh, don't, but we do know there are. I mean, you can have a look at look it up. But there are with Bethesda, you're getting a multitude of studios, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. That's what, so. that's what you are getting. I mean, just to just to see it quickly, you're getting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight studios. Yeah. Through, through the Bethesda deal. Okay. Um, so that that is huge. Um, but to, to so if we just do a face off here of what mm. Sony have been doing the last year. Mm-hmm. And what Microsoft have done, they 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 obviously got Bethesda this year, uh, yep. which was a huge huge acquisition. But before that, they the last purchase from what I could see was in 2019 with oh. Double, Double Fine Studios. Okay. So so you know we've just got Psychonauts 2 that's been released. Mm-hmm. That was that was yeah Double of Fine course. Studios. But yes. and they did Grim that, Fandango, didn't they? They did do Grim. They did their yeah. remaster of Grim Fandango. The yeah. Psychonauts, I think had started its development and was obviously it was also on place it also came out on playstation because of when they purchased it no doubt in 2019 there was probably a deal already in place but if you mm. do remember the release of psychonauts 2 the playstation version was a significantly worse version yeah because the ps5 didn't get a ps5 version it got like a ps4 version <laughs> yeah. so the best place to play it was actually on game pass because you got yeah. the touched up version on the Series S and Series X. Um, the best place is going to be Game Pass, my friend. It's, Grumpy Game it's Pass. Be. But, but <laughs> before, but so so in 2020, Microsoft didn't buy anyone, I don't think. They bought one studio in 2019, but in 2018, that's when mm. they really bought the studios. And and now we're starting to see some of that really come through. Because yeah. um, it does take a few years, because now Sony have got these five studios. It will take them years to really start to to get things to come through xbox realized they were losing the last generation quite significantly and they they made moves early and they did that in 2018 they got ninja theory the makers of hellblade yeah Uh, they bought in playground games notorious for the forza uh, games who are also doing fable i think oh nice um they got undead labs who do state of decay and state of decay 2 um and compulsion games uh who did we happy few i don't know what they've done since that wasn't a major success but they did do (laughs) we happy few but so i know xbox have bought a load of studios but that i think i think what this shows us is not that xbox have taken their foot off the gas in terms of buying studios i think it tells us that they bought studios years ago to start delivering like hellblade 2 is probably going to be at the game awards this year for uh and and there's probably it's probably going to be a release in mid 2022 or something uh and that's probably going to be announced there um yeah. Yeah, and the bethesda games that are coming out they were already in development so they, they did a great deal there where Deathloop was the last one that was coming to playstation yes and everything after that is going to be coming coming through so i i think it there's an idea that playstation are announcing are buying studios up now but to to almost kind of like show that they are doing this as well but but it's going to take a long time it is but i mean is it because they want to show they're doing that or is it because they've gone we need to maintain our share 
Like, well, it, it has to be the latter. Changed, because... Yeah, they've changed the game. That's what Xbox have done. It's they're losing, so they changed the game. It has to be um, the latter. I just wonder in terms of... I, I think it is doing wonders for them from a PR perspective. Um, yeah. I, I, I do agree it is the latter because they are actually looking for long-term success here. Um, yeah. And and I, I honestly think they probably are a little bit... I think they're scared of the Game Pass model, but mm. they also don't believe the Game Pass model works. I, I don't think they think that you could do the numbers and make it work. Yeah, uh, I mean... That said, they definitely don't seem to be going for that strategy um, themselves. Now, whether it's because smaller margin but higher amounts is not what they want to do, you know I, what I mean? I don't think um, they want to be. I don't think they want to be bullied into anything because I think yeah. they think the Xbox model does not work. Yeah, I, but, I think they they well, actually think that Microsoft are going to back off this. Well, I mean, that depends. Even if they don't, what they might well be saying is that our franchise system does work. We don't need to change it, like, if it isn't broke type thing. Um, whether, I don't know if they'd be strongly enough making a judgment on Xbox as it's going to fail and they'll completely fall apart or just, we're not going to fail if we keep doing this. We're winning this. Yeah, and, this. and they are winning um, yeah. and they are releasing. I I don't know, I just... Uh, I'm not. I'm not doing the whole console war thing, but I. Mm. I do believe that the PlayStation list of games that have come out and are coming out, uh, the ones that are coming out are good in terms of Spider-Man and God of War and Horizon. Yeah. But the what has come out, I since launch has been lackluster. And I know Xbox haven't been smashing it, but they have actually released some uh, exclusive games, mm. um, and or at least their own studio games. And they do look in, in a better place. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the, and, and then the outliers on this, and the, the guys that always say they're not competing, mm. are Nintendo, who don't well, do this really at all. But this is the thing. So I think there's not a console war right now, but there is definitely a separation in the industry, isn't there? Of like, people are being lined up, whether they want to or not, with Xbox or PlayStation. And then you've got Nintendo, who aren't at all. Yes, uh, <laughs> and, and they go around a completely different model. What they say is, uh, we're going to partner with studios, but we'll partner for exclusivity, so we'll pay for some of it. We may publish the game. Yeah. Um, we may help along the way or whatever. Let, look at Platinum and Bayonetta. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a Nintendo IP, but Platinum make it. Um, it's a it's a different concept of how they go about doing it, because I, I, I think that Nintendo are more short-termist. Mm. And what I mean by that is... I they have experienced the highs and lows of consoles, and yes, when their consoles really have. have have and even on their highs, even on the Wii, they didn't sell any games. And then the GameCube, they sold like 15 million GameCubes. You know, it's like <laughs> they've experienced a lot of lows in mm. in their in their highs. Um, and I think what they do is that they wouldn't even consider buying studios because I think they go, well, we've got the inner talent for our IPs, yeah. um, and what we'll do is kind of outsource for other bits. And we'll pay for that at that particular moment in time. Mm -hmm. Now, the question for me on that, though, is do we think they're going to end up in an awkward position where they're going to have to be negotiating with studios that are owned by Sony or Microsoft down the line? Well, I I think that they'd have a better chance with Microsoft Studios. And yeah. I, think that Sony, uh, I think that Nintendo are developing that nice relationship with Microsoft, at least. And, and it definitely helps if you've got 100 million Switches out there that um, mm. Xbox will want to put things on there. But we have had it recently where 
I mean, Phil Spencer openly came out and said they don't want Game Pass on the Switch. We yeah. tried to have a chat with them and they don't want it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll put our games on there if we could put it on Game Pass, but you don't want it. So, yeah. <laughs> but there's deals to be done if Nintendo need them. That's the important thing. Um, yeah, I, I just, Nintendo are, they're, they're not scared about being left in a completely different direction to these guys. And I respect him for that. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But um, I, I do, I do feel that the the follow on question, I suppose, of this, and it's it's the case of from you, you said it when you said we're being led down a path mm. from a consumer point of view. Do you think this is bad that uh, the these companies like Microsoft and Sony are buying up all these smaller studios from a consumer point of view? So. It's hard to say at this point because obviously I like what Xbox are doing with Game Pass. Um, but when ever has monopolization been good for the consumer? Like, in the end, it never is. So it's very difficult for me to be positive about it over the top. And the other bit is you end up with more control being ceded to people above the actual creatives. And I don't think that's a good thing. Mm, but what about increased budgets? That's always good, isn't that, it? That is the payoff. And in the short term, yeah, it's generally a good thing. But I don't know. It just has a tendency to lead to a bit of stagnation in my thinking, at least. I also think it does It just fuel this console war thing. Because in, in my mind, like I am in a fortunate position... Or even, rather than fortunate, it's what I commit my money to. I say I want every console. Yeah. Um. That's that's where I funnel my money. Yeah. To, cause I you know I don't want to be limited to one one console. If you do what I do, then then it's not a problem. But most people, I'd say, are not like that, and they do they do have to choose a side, so to say. Um. Yeah. And then it and then it does become a bit problematic when you have half of the studios bought by one company and half of them bought by another. And then you get indies that go to this other platform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gets it, a bit, yeah, a bit gate, gatekeeper-y, doesn't it? Exactly. It's lining us up in a pretty difficult position where you either have to drop a thousand pounds to get both consoles or uh, even more, actually, sorry, to get all three. Sorry, won't forget the Switch. Yeah, don't forget the Switch. Yeah, course exactly. not, course not. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, it's definitely the biggest seller, and the other ones can't even get their supply out there. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. I mean, the, the the other story that we've kind of not really mentioned this week is um, obviously the Switch OLED comes out, but there's there's back to the rumors of the Switch Two coming out. I mean, yeah. the Switch Two. I mean, in this conversation that we're having right now, that one of the things, the reason why the Switch is on the side is because the hardware is becoming increasingly further behind. Mm-hmm. And they will need to do another iteration fairly exactly. soon. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we we did a we did one that ended up in this sort of place before, um, in terms of the consoles and the acquisitions. It was when Microsoft bought Bethesda, wasn't it? And yeah. it does. It, I never come out of it feeling positive. I'm going to be honest. I never come out of it thinking this is a this is an amazing new place for us to be. And we can, by the way, also point out on a slightly off tangent here, but Amazon's new world um, is out, obviously. And did you hear about the fact that like Jeff Bezos and the whole team are really positive about where it's got to after all the problems? I mean, and you uh, think, yeah, I guess. Now, now the reason I'm branching out here is because obviously we're, we've gone into PlayStation versus 
Microsoft again, but we have Netflix and we have Amazon getting stuck in as well. And it's just, it is going to reshape the landscape slightly, isn't it? Like this, well, we this thought, whole we thought situation. We thought that with Google. We did, but I, I don't just mean those two. I mean with Xbox and PlayStation siding up to where they are. You then add in these external variables to it, and it's definitely going to be a strange gaming market for a while, isn't it? Like, I, I, it's, I think it's exciting from a consumer point of view that, that that there's so many different directions that we just don't we don't know what people are thinking at the moment. Mm. Um, I, I'm really interested in. Uh, a proper streaming service coming through yeah um through the likes of netflix i i, I think that could be uh, we're seeing what xcloud can do now and, and game pass through that like i, I think that's exceptional yeah. um what what the difference is with netflix is that they are already on people's tvs yeah now the, the what microsoft need to do they've got game pass they've got xcloud how do they get that on everyone's TV set? Mm. Netflix is already there. True. That's the difference maker. So Netflix just need to get games on the on the platform and then have a controller to link up to your Wi-Fi, which they can do. Oh. Whereas Microsoft need to somehow strike deals with new TV companies that they're on the smart TVs and Game Pass is there, and they, you know, it's a slightly different proposition. But yeah. But then, but then. Would would Microsoft absolutely blitz Netflix if they could do that? Who knows? I mean, it's certainly interesting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. God. Well, let's. I, I guess once again, what we've done here, Ben, is we've rounded off with the fact that the big news for the week from us is pure speculation. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bloodborne's getting a remake. <laughs> I'm yeah, there we go. It's complete, not. complete remake. You heard it here first. It's not. Complete remake. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think the last thing I'd, I'd like to mention this week, and it's actually off this topic, obviously, is that it's EGX next weekend. Yes. Now, this, by the way, is the reason that Eddie, if he's still alive, uh, unfortunately, uh, and Ben are coming up to London for. And obviously, we're going to go and check it out. So, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't look as big as last year for obvious reasons, or two years ago even, for obvious reasons. But it still looks really interesting. Have you checked out? much of the stuff there, Ben. I have checked out some of it. Um, I'm really, really excited. I I can't wait because mm. I'm and I'm seeing the buzz on Twitter. Loads of people are going. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's going to exactly. be big. Yeah, so this is obviously for worldwide listeners. This is the biggest gaming convention in the UK. Um, so it's from the 7th to the 10th of October in London and we're all going to go. Uh, so I think the reason I wanted to mention it is obviously we'll be bringing some, some thoughts back from it next week. And if anyone wanted to get in touch and tell us things they're looking forward to or things they think we should check out, how would they do so, Ben? Uh, you can email us at podcast at grumpygamers.co.uk and you can tweet us at grumpygamerspod. Perfect. But until after EGX, it's GG. GG. GG.